Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, welcome. We are live on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, If you are listening to the podcast, welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Facebook at Tari Kaya Allen Butler and on Instagram at Tari Kaya. Um, If you are not a part of the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community, please consider joining. So on the podcast, the link is in the show notes and on Instagram, the link is in my bio Facebook, I'll drop the link in the comments to join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community. If you are not, um, please subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. All of, the, all of those links will be in the show notes as well for the podcast. And on Instagram, all those links are in the bio. Um, this is something new that I've mentioned. So whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on, Um, Leave a quick review. So hit that star. Just type a short review about, you know, an episode specifically that you enjoyed or about the podcast as a whole. I would love to hear your feedback um, on what you think about the show. All right. So let's hop into it. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I'm a teen mom turned speaker, author and entrepreneur. And my mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children and level up your mindset and achieve all that you ever dreamed of and more. All right, so let's get into it. I'm excited to be back. Um, I took a break in November from podcast episodes um, as far as like recording them live, just to spend so much needed time with my family. And I really enjoyed that downtime, but I did miss coming here, talking to you all, sharing some info, dropping gems, connecting with you. So I am happy to be back. So I'm excited about today's episode and it's so good. (laughs) So many gems that I had to break it up into two parts. So right now you're getting part one of 2022 life lessons that I learned um, for this year. So let's hop into it. So if y'all have not realized by now, depending on however old you are, so I'm not ashamed of my age, I'm 30, but life be lifing, <laughs> right? Um, I can think back on however many years ago, whatever, you know, any specific year of high moments that I experienced as well as low moments that I've experienced. So in my 30 years of life, I have accepted that that's just a part of life, <laughs> Right. 
that's just a part of whatever year we're in. And I know at the start of the year, we like to shout, this will be my best year yet. Or some of us may feel like certain years were the worst year that we ever experienced. But in all of the 365 days, there's going to be high moments. There's going to be low moments. Life is going to be lifing. But what I learned is that God be God into <laughs> in the midst of all of this, like he be having a secret plan or sometimes a known plan, right? But most of the times it's secret and we don't understand why certain things are happening, the way they are, when they are, you know, so, and we usually don't find out the reason for it till like years later <laughs> or months later when you really can look back and see, wow, if I hadn't been through that or if that situation hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I just want to, you know, share my highs and lows of this year and some specific lessons that I've learned um, in 2022. And one of the main things is that, you know, we have to cherish those high moments when they come. A lot of times we can get caught up in, you know, the next year, what we're looking forward to, or a lot of times we can be stuck in a past year of what happened and what didn't go our way. But when you have those high moments, those highlight moments, those happy moments, those memories with your family, with your friends, accomplishments, really, really, really hold on to those moments and be present in them and feel them, right? And any low moments that you may have, whether it's like loss of a family member or a job or certain situations just not going the way that you thought that they were, try to find the lesson in those low moments. And this is kind of what I was getting at earlier. Like some things that we go through don't make sense in the moment. It's just like, why? <laughs> why am I going through this? But I promise you that there is always a lesson in those low moments or those losses, right? So instead of asking yourself, um, why is this happening to me? Or why am I going through this? Try to shift your question to what is the lesson in this? Because I promise you, there is always a lesson to be learned, no matter what it is that we go through. All right. No matter how ugly it looks. So one of the first lessons that I learned in 2022 is the importance of being present, the importance of being present. So if you think about it, time is more valuable than money because once time is gone, you can't get it back, right? You can lose $20, you can lose $100, you can lose $1,000. Um, either you're wasting your money on something or physically like, you can't find your money. It's done, uh, walked up out of your pocket somewhere. Or I know a lot of people, if they can't find something, they get to asking people, all right, who stole my stuff? <laughs> right? So you can lose money, but you can always get money back. There's always something you can do to earn money or somebody can give it to you, or you can get it from a bank, from a loan or something like you can always get money back. You can always get things back. Think about like if you get into a car wreck or something like that, you can always get another car. But when it comes to time, honey, when those seconds are gone, those 60 seconds in a minute or those 60 minutes in an hour or those 24 hours in a day, when that time is gone, it's gone. There's no rewinding time back. There's no getting a refund on time. And there's nothing I hate more than wasted time on things, right? Nobody likes to waste our time to waste their time. 
But in reality, we do. <laughs> we do on a lot of unnecessary things. I know for me personally, I realized that I needed to put more um, strict boundaries on my screen time. I didn't realize how much time that I was wasting on my screen, like on my phone or watching TV or on my laptop doing stuff. Like I had to put strict boundaries in place. Now, as I've shared before, and you can go back to um, the podcast episodes on like your mental health and social media, where I talked about those boundaries, but I really started to implement those this year and I feel the physical benefits of it. And I'm so grateful that this was brought to my attention. Um, I felt like social media time or that screen time is one of the biggest distractions and one of the biggest wastes of time that I personally have engaged in. Now, I'm not talking about you or <laughs> anybody else, but I will go out on a limb and say, I feel like that's the case for a lot of us, like just mindlessly scrolling on social media or binge watching Netflix TV series, like back to back to back, just sitting in front of a screen. And as we're sitting in front of the screen and wasting all this time, what we have to ask ourselves, what benefit did that add to my life? Like after I sat there and scrolled on social media and read those posts, or after I sat there and binge watched that episode, like what did that add to my life? <laughs> this is what we have to start asking ourselves. And when we're doing this, like I said, we're not present with our loved ones, which really matters. So in being present, I mean, you can't help but to think like when people lose a loved one, one of the main things that they wish for, that they pray for is that they had more time together, that they could spend more time together, that they would have paid more attention or been more present. We see this over and over and over again in real life situations, as well as like in movies. Usually that's like the message at the end of a movie. So what is it about our lives that we can't grasp that truth until we're sitting in the middle of it? So for me in 2022, the lesson I learned is I'm not going to wait till the end of my life to say, oh, I wish that I spent more time with my kids or I wish I was more engaged with my husband or any of those things or did more things with my family like I'm about to be intentional and have things on my calendar. I'm a big calendar person, color coordinated. <laughs> um, I'm about to be more intentional about planning those things on my calendar because it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day or your business or your work or your own personal endeavors or simply just wasting time and doing nothing at all, right? And like I said at the beginning, we can't get that time back. So there are certain things if you don't do with your kids now, they're going to get older, they're going to move on with their lives, and you're going to be wanting to reach out to them and spend time, and they're probably not going to be interested <laughs> at that point, or have their own family that they're trying to build those memories with. So I want to be more intentional about being present with my family and not being so distracted on unnecessary things. And as I've shared in this case, my screen time. Um, also, I learned that being present helps to ignite that, um, that feeling of gratitude more. When your mind is not thinking about past mistakes or your mind isn't thinking about how much better your life would be once you reach this certain milestone or if you were at this different point in your life, like you're able to just really 
Be grateful for what you have right in front of you right at this moment. I know I find myself sometimes at the sink just washing the dishes um, and I can kind of look over through, you know, the majority of my house, through the living room and stuff. And I just have to start thanking God in that moment as I look like, yo, I am blessed. No, this is not the big house that I want for my family or the future. You know, I'm in an apartment, but man, am I blessed to have this apartment? Man, am I blessed to have warm running water in my house? Look at my children running around laughing, cracking jokes and playing with each other. Man, I'm blessed that my children are able to be mobile in their bodies and that they're able to enjoy each other and just the sound of laughter. Um, I love Christmas. So like seeing my Christmas decorations just puts me in like a Zen, peace, happy holiday mode. So I feel like blessed and excited when I see that. So my mind isn't thinking about Man, I wish we had more space and a bigger house, this old cramped little apartment. I don't like it. Da, 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 da. I'm not thinking that. And I'm not thinking on where I came from or like past mistakes and things that I wish wouldn't have happened or what was me, you know, about things that didn't go my way in the past. So being present really helps with that. And I have some scripture to kind of tie along with this. This is something new I'm doing <laughs> for the podcast. Um, because I, and I'll get into this in my next few points, but I want to be sure that the words that I'm sharing are from God and not just my own thoughts and opinions. So everything I'm sharing, I'm going to start to give scripture on how it lines up. And, um, I'll have that resource in the show notes with the link of all the scriptures that I mentioned today. If you're not able to catch them, um, as I say them. So Matthew 6 34 says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So, excuse me, this goes back to, you know, the principle of being present. There's no point in worrying about this house that I want for the future when I can just be grateful for what I have right now. Today's troubles is enough for today. There's enough trouble for today. Rent is due today. These bills for this apartment is due today, right? The next day's troubles will be there for the next day. And I feel like God calls the present a present because it truly is a gift. It truly is what we can only, what we can only control in this moment. None of us can predict the future and none of us can go back in the past and change anything. I think we really, really need to hone into how precious time really is and stop just feeling like we have all the time in the world because we don't, <laughs> we don't know. Here's my uh, my point for that. James 4 and 14 says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Like, I don't even need to say no more <laughs> after that. Like, we feel like we have all this time in the world and we don't, we don't. There has been, I know specifically in my community, so much death this year, like seeing people posting RIP posts on Facebook and even in like the culture community with celebrities and stuff like we're here for a moment and then we're gone. Nobody knows their time. And I would hate to get to the gates of God. And he asks, you know, well, what did you do with your time? How did you steward over what I gave you? And all I can say is that I sat in on my phone looking at social media. 
watching everybody else's life, worried about what everybody else is doing. That's not what I want. Um, and the last scripture for this to kind of tie that together is Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Okay, so this scripture, let me go into context. This scripture is about um, when you're worrying about the past. So the first two was, you know, worrying about the future, tomorrow, what you can do with your life. So Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 talks about the past. But forget all that, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This scripture is so real to me because it starts off telling you, forget all that. Forget all that you're worrying about in the past. All that didn't go the way that you thought it was supposed to go. For I'm about to do a new thing. The Bible also says that God has new mercies every day. He doesn't sit and dwell on the past. That's something that the enemy does. So if, you know, past regrets and things is something that you struggle with, then the enemy might have a stronghold on your mind when it comes to that. Then I also like where it says, see, I have already begun. Do you not see it? This goes back to us being distracted. So a lot of us are so worried about our past, worried about what, what didn't go right. When God is doing a new thing, but we're so distracted from the past that we can't even see it. He's doing a new thing now in your life, in your relationships, creating new opportunities, but you're so distracted by whatever it is, social media, worrying about the future, worrying about the past, that you can't even see what he's doing. Then I like when it says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So this speaks to that situation. If you're feeling like there's no hope of me getting out of this situation, there's no hope of me going further or growing in this. Like I'm just stuck here. God's saying that he can make a pathway in the wilderness through the woods, through the forest, through the thickets where it looks like there's no way through. He can make a pathway through that. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So in the desert, if you feel like you're in a dry season right now where just nothing is bringing fruit, God can create rivers, <laughs> rivers in a dry season. You just have to open your eyes, trust him, uh, work in a place of gratitude and have faith for the future. All right. Um, the second thing, the second lesson that I learned in 2022 is the power of rest. So God definitely put me on my butt um, this summer and I learned my lesson, which is why I was not tripping about taking a break from doing live videos in November because of this principle that I've learned. So the power of rest, if you don't plan to rest, your body will rest for you. Um, if you will go back to my past episodes um, where I talked about being a strong black woman and my experience where God set me down from baking cookies, from doing any type of um, podcasting, mom keys and mental peace, planning, all that stuff. He set me down to the point like my right hand, I ended up having like a severe case of carpal tunnel, but it felt like I was getting ready to stroke out or something because my whole right side of my body just like locked up and I wasn't able to use it. Like, not even able to put my hair in a ponytail or change my baby. And I'm right-handed. <laughs> so 
That was a huge inconvenience to my life, but God revealed to me that I was on go, 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 go mode from my phone, um, posting content on my laptop, trying to create content and baking cookies, just going back and forth, hustling and bustling, striving, not resting, trying to do all these things on my own. Like he set your girl all the way down. I heard him loud and clear in that season. And again, as ugly as that was, I learned the lesson from it. <laughs> There's always a lesson in it. So when we look at rest, um, rest is pretty much a commandment from God. So if you're familiar with the, with the Ten Commandments, you know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. When he talks about keeping the, keeping the Sabbath day holy, that's him referring to rest or talking about the importance of rest. So if rest is a commandment, it's just as port it's just as important as you not killing somebody or stealing something from somebody, right? So Exodus 28 and 11 tells us, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or your sojourner who was within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So, um, some of you, if you're in the Christian world, you may have heard this saying, like, if God had to rest, who are we to think that we don't have to rest, right? And he rested after creating the entire world. <laughs> like, I mean, he's God, so I'm sure it was like nothing for him. But still, at the end of the day, rest is a principle. Rest is a command from God and something that we should implement into our lives. So being on go mode constantly burns you out. And it affects your mental, physical, and emotional state. If you think about it, there's nothing on this earth that can just go, go, go without tapping out at some point. Your car can't go without tapping out at some point. It has to rest and refuel with gas. Your washing machine eventually taps out at some point. Your phone battery. You can't just sit on your phone um, for days and days at a time without it needing to rest at some point and charge. Christmas lights. <laughs> Some of y'all might have put up your lights and realized when you plug them in, they don't work, right? At some point, everything on earth burns out, including you, sis. <laughs> so if you feel like you've got to be on go mode and hustle mode and go out there and get this bag and go out there and do all these steps and cross off all these lists, like I'm giving you the warning now, rest sis. And the, the reason that you should rest is because Rest allows you to think clearly and it helps you to make better decisions. So rest pretty much equals restoration and restoration is the action of returning something to a former condition. So if you're feeling like overwhelmed and unsettled and stressed and in a worried state, that's not your original condition. That's not your, your rest mode of, of life. So when you're able to rest, you're able to restore yourself back to your former and original condition. Rest also equals recovery. 
and recovery is a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. The action or the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. I like the second part of that definition because what does the enemy come to do? To steal, kill, and destroy. So if you're in a place that you don't feel like you have rest and you're always in this hustle and bustle, that's the enemy trying to steal rest from you. Keep in mind, rest is a commandment from God. So anything of God, the enemy isn't going to want you to engage in, right? So you have to be sure that we're really thinking deep into this. Like rest goes so much deeper than just, oh, taking a nap. And I know a lot of us may feel like if you're resting, like things aren't getting done because rest requires patience. And this is something I realized that I struggled with this year. Like your girl is has zero patience. I'm real low on patience, but God has been forcing me to get more patience by putting me in situations where I need it. Um, but the beautiful thing about rest is that rest allows God to be God in your life. So while you're resting and sitting back, he can work on your behalf for things. His yoke is supposed to be easy, which all that means is you can cast your burdens on him. Whatever you feel that you're struggling with or going through, you can give those worries to him and he'll handle it. So Mark 2 and 27 says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made from for man, not man for the Sabbath. So this right here just proves like God didn't tell us to rest for his benefit <laughs> or just because of the day that it was. It's for our benefit It's to help us with our mental, emotional and physical state to reset and recuperate us. Isaiah 40 and 28 through 31 says, have you not known, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint, excuse me, even, even youths <laughs> shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I know we've all heard that scripture or majority of us, if you've been in church at any time, but to really get the context behind this, pretty much it um, confirms what I said earlier about at some point, everything runs out of energy. When it says even the youth will faint and be weary, even young men will fall exhausted. So he's pretty much saying like we're human. <laughs> he made us to a certain extent on purpose so that we would need him, so that we would depend on him and have to recharge by resting while he works on our behalf. And the benefit of that is that the Lord will renew our strength. That's that word um, or that definition that we talked about earlier as far as rest, um, restoring you, right? Recovering you. God will do that in that resting season. Then you'll be able to run and not be weary and you'll be able to walk and not be faint. All right, so y'all, I had five things to share. I'm on number three. This is getting a little lengthy, but um, I'm gonna just keep going with it. 
and I might just have to break it down into another part. So we will see, we will see. All right, part number three, or excuse me, lesson number three that I learned is to practice what I preach. <laughs> practice what I preach in um, regards to my family. So I had the revelation, you know, I come here and I give parenting tips, mom tips, relationship tips, all of those things. And I realized that certain areas of my life, I was not applying what I was preaching on here to you all. So the revelation that I had was that I was not implementing what I talked about on my platform in my household. So this was really big to me because first Timothy three, one and five says, this is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a great church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well. This is the part right here having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, he how can he take care of God's church? So just a quick disclaimer, in no way am I like a church leader or a pastor or whatever, but I am a leader in some sort for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community in regards to me coming and speaking sharing God's word and, you know, teaching strategies and things. So I'm, I'm looking at this verse from that point of view. So some of the things um, listed in this list, I realized that I was struggling with and that God had to prune some of those mindsets and behaviors that I had towards my family. So I take this calling of me speaking. I take this platform very, very seriously. And I want to make sure that my heart is in the right place um, when it comes to how I operate and I want to operate with the place of integrity. So all that means is I don't want to come here sharing tips and tricks on how to do X, Y, Z with your family. And I'm in here, um, having a short temper with my kids, still getting frustrated with them and not implementing the strategies that I'm teaching and telling you all. Now, if any of you have followed me for any time, my quote is that I'm not a perfect mom that is not what this platform is for, to teach people how to be perfect parents because I'm not a perfect parent. So yes, I do have my moments. I have my downfalls because I'm human. Um, but my other motto is progress over perfection. So I really feel like it's a big deal to have the awareness of it. So like, say I'm in here getting frustrated with my kids and I snap at them or, you know, have a short temper. Yes, you know, I feel short in that moment, but the awareness that I feel short, I feel like is the bigger picture of that because some parents fall short and don't care that they fall short. It is what it is. You do what I say. This is how it's going to go. And that's not my, you know, approach to my children. So I will give myself credit for that. But um, I will say that scripture and God has dealt with me this year to make sure that I'm being intentional about how I'm showing up at home 
um, and how it lines up with what I talk about here on this platform. So I want to operate in love in all areas of my life because, excuse me, I want to operate in love in all areas of my life or the work that I'm doing means nothing. So 1 Corinthians 13 and 2 says, if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such fruit that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. So pretty much what that says I can come up here and speak. I can do all the posts, all the memes, all the videos. But if I'm not operating from a place of love with the people in my own house, then to God, that means nothing. When I get to heaven, he would say, I don't know you. What you did, I don't I don't know. I didn't recognize it because you didn't operate from love. So I want to be sure that I'm in line for that. All right, y'all. I'm going to stop here. I have two more Um lessons that I learned, but I'm going to put those in part two that I'll do next week. I may do a bonus episode, so y'all stay tuned for that. But I appreciate you all for tuning in with me today. Um, so just a quick recap, three life lessons that I learned were how to the importance of being present, the power of rest, and to practice what I preach. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll still include all the scriptures and all the links um, in the show notes. For this, even though I didn't get to the last two um, lessons, but again, all of the information will be there. So um, I appreciate you again for tuning in with me um, and be on the lookout for part two coming next week, or I may do a bonus episode. I'm not sure yet, but all right. I pray that you all have a great night. Thank you again.